You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today we're going to talk about music. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I have been taking an internet deep dive into chickens. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) This is in the same vein of me getting really excited about gardening. Mm -hmm. Because we are still not really leaving home much, and because all of our vacations have been canceled this summer, I am looking for things to look forward to at home. Mm -hmm. And right now, researching chickens is really doing that for me. I have been looking at all the breeds. I've been looking at how you get them. I've been looking at how you raise them. I've been looking at whether we should get babies or eggs and incubate them. And I'm just really enjoying myself. I feel psyched out of my mind for chickens at some point. I don't know if it's happening this year. I think we're a little late to the game in terms of getting them later in the summer. But I feel like if it happens at some point, it's going to be awesome. I think you are not alone in your (laughs) staying at home desire for chickens. Uh I have two good friends that have both gotten chickens since we started staying home this spring. One got adult chickens that Mm -hmm. started laying immediately and one got chicks. Yeah. I think it sounds really lovely, but too much work for me to take on, including the researching part. So maybe if you do it (laughs) and I decide later, you can just give me all the tips. I'll just tell you everything (laughs) to do. I will say we had a similar research moment about getting another dog. Mm. And this feels like a similar level of work, but more flexible in terms of when you have to do it, whereas the dog would need walked and fed and trained and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like once we get the systems in place for the chickens in terms of cleaning and feeding, then it might run a little bit more smoothly long term. Yes. So I am excited about this plan. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stop myself from bringing some kind of (laughs) new being into our world. So Uh we'll see. Are the plants not cutting it? Because that's what you said about the house plants, that it's scratching that itch that you had for a dog, but way less work, where the chickens seem the next level up from that. Yeah, probably quite a few levels up. I don't know. Mm -hmm, The itch mm -hmm. is clearly still there. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. What's new with you, Sarah? I have also been doing some planning and dreaming around things in our house. We have a addition onto the back of our house that previous owners have done in a very strange way. (laughs) And we have been thinking about how we could reconfigure that to work better for our family. Mm -hmm. And our latest idea is turning part of that room into a master bedroom for me and Neil. Mm. And then the kids can stop sharing a room and each have their own room, which I also think would help with some of our bedtime issues. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Though hopefully those would be solved by the time this happens because it's a long ways out from (laughs) this vision being completed. But if it's not solved by then, then it could definitely (laughs) help. Yes. We also have a guest room that backs up to the addition and thinking about how we could turn that into the master bathroom and or laundry room and or storage area. Mm. This was actually an idea my mother-in-law had, which is... Very smart because there isn't plumbing in the addition. So Mm. it would be tricky to put in a bathroom in the actual spot. It's a lot of detail. Anyway, the big picture is (laughs) we are excited about thinking about how we can make this house work for us long term. And it's just fun to bat around the ideas 
we have not gotten to the taking action steps, partly because we're still in the middle of the entryway project. Remember that from this fall? Yes, I do. Still a part of our lives. Still a part of our lives Uh in construction. (laughs) Yeah. Though making good progress, and hopefully by the time this releases, will be done, and I could share some photos of its completion. Ooh, fun. But being home all the time definitely leads to thinking about ways to change your home. (laughs) Yeah. Let's move on to what we've been reading. What is your latest book? I just finished A Curious Beginning by Deanna Rayborn. This is the first of five that are out right now mystery novels in the Veronica Speedwell series. This initial book is introducing Veronica, talking about her figuring out her past with the help of a dashing fallen nobleman, Stoker. This is Victorian England that these books are set, and it features one of my favorite things, which is a female scientist who defies convention (laughs) and (laughs) is super feisty and doesn't take no for an answer on things. I am thrilled to have found these books. They were a suggestion by a friend in my virtual book club, and there is nothing like having enjoyed the first book in a series and knowing you have so many more ahead of you. It's yes, just really comforting. So I would recommend these. Solid mystery. I think probably just by nature of introductions, the first one is going to be different. I think the next several are episodic mm-hmm. mystery, but sort of trace the mystery of Veronica's past throughout, or that stuff will keep recurring. But highly recommend. Loved it. And I will also say, as listeners know, I love Lady Sherlock, and this scratched mm-hmm. that same reading itch Mm. as Lady Sherlock. Perfect. What have you been reading, Sarah? I just finished The Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. Ah. She is also the author of The Night Circus, which I read right after HP was born and loved. Mm -hmm. So I'd been looking forward to this book coming out once I saw that she had written another one. Mm -hmm. It is a novel that switches between short stories of myths from different books and then Interspersed with those are a modern day adventure where Zachary Rollins discovers that those stories that we're reading are actually real. Mm. I appreciated how complicated it was. It was not an easy read the way The Night Circus was, where I just fell into that world and it felt like an escape. This felt like I had to have my brain turned on (laughs) to hold together all the different story threads. There was so much there. But when I finished, I just thought, wow, that was a book. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't think I could have listened to it and caught everything that was happening. There were so many details. I did a lot of flipping back to reread certain things to mm. piece it all together. Mm-hmm. So while I appreciated how complicated it was, I would also put that in the didn't like category. It was a fun challenge, but if you're looking for an escape, this is not it. <laughs> I also felt that the emotional development of the characters was not great, Mm. that there were certain points that I got to and I was like, whoa, wait, what? Where normally in a novel, I would feel like I had been led there and understood the relationships. And in this one, it felt like there was so much emphasis on the story and the way the pieces fit together that there was less emphasis on character development. Yeah, I've read this one too. And Didn't talk about it on the pod because it was not my favorite. I think this is a book I probably would not have finished if I'd not been reading it for a book club. Mm -hmm. And that was my main complaint is 
do the characters grow? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that there's very much evidence of that. The writing is beautiful. The story, like you said, is really complex and intriguing in that way. Yes. But for me, that lack of character development was a real deal breaker. Mm-hmm. In terms of recommendations, I did enjoy the book, so I would recommend it, but I would caution people who start it that it is a commitment and just know that going into it and assess whether that seems like the right book for you. Today, we're going to talk about music. Let's start by sharing how we feel about music generally. I really love music, but I want it in the dose that I want it in, so I don't want it on all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't want it at high volume when I'd rather be having a conversation. I want it in its place. (laughs) Yes, I feel similarly. I love music, but I would say that I've not been the best at incorporating it into my life, Mm -hmm. especially as an adult. So I have many music-related aspirations Mm. that we may get into as this conversation continues. How do you feel about live music? So I only like live music if it's something that I already know really well Mm -hmm. or if it's unobtrusive. Somebody's like, oh, I know this great new band. Do you want to go to the show? I'm like, I do not want to do that. That does not sound fun to me. Nope. Sounds like it's going to be loud. Sounds like I'm going to be overwhelmed. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I think some of that is a highly sensitive person thing, that it just is a lot to be with live music, and I only enjoy it if I can participate mm-hmm. really fully by like singing along and stuff. But even then, it's just not the choice that I would make for a social thing. What about you? It's not my favorite. I like music where I only have to sort of pay attention. So I think in a live music scenario, I get bored because it's often long Mm. and, as you said, loud, so it feels like you can't have a side conversation. Right. If I know all of the songs and love them and it's a tight hour, that would be my ideal (laughs) live music (laughs) scenario. But there's been times we went to a concert in Dallas in college and I only knew one song of that person and I just remember being there and being so tired and thinking, man, this is going on for a long time. And I am ready to not be here. (laughs) And I even knew more of those songs. And still, that was a terrible idea that we went to that concert. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Indeed. Live and learn. What was your experience playing instruments as a kid? I played piano until my four years younger sister got better than me. So that was sometime around sixth grade. (laughs) And I remember my parents (laughs) making me call my piano teacher and telling her that I was quitting. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. My sister is still really amazing at piano. As listeners may know, she composed our theme music for our podcast. Thanks, Audrey. And then around that same time in sixth grade, I started playing the French horn. And I played the French horn regularly in bands and orchestras all the way through college. And I still have my French horn. It's sitting right next to me in the closet where I'm recording. And (laughs) before the pandemic, I had actually checked out a community band that's close by Mm. in Birmingham. Mm -hmm thinking about it as a way to meet people. And yeah, I was going back and forth about whether I was going to go and then everything shut down. So I may get back to it at some point. My first instrument experience was with the piano. I think I started in second grade and my parents got me a keyboard to start to make Mm. sure that I was actually committed and really wanted to do it. And then eventually we did get a piano. Cool. I had a lovely but fairly traditional piano teacher from second grade until seventh grade. 
And that was great for learning the basics. But a friend of mine had recently switched to another piano teacher in town, and I went to one of her piano parties. She did not have piano recitals because she felt that they were too stressful. And so she would host piano parties where everybody sat around and ate and people went back and forth and really wanted to take lessons from her. So I switched to her. And I would say that she is the biggest musical influence on my life at this point. She had such a joy and passion for playing. And she was trained at Juilliard, so she was technically excellent, Mm -hmm. but that the point was loving the music and having this deep appreciation for it and confidence that music was for everyone. Mm. And that is something that I have taken with me. I love that. I also played violin for a very short while. Mm. I think I started in fourth grade and maybe two years, but it might have just been one I was involved in a lot of extracurricular activities, and my parents sat me down and said, you need to choose something to let go, and I chose violin. I have some regrets about that because I think I would have really loved participating in the group experience of orchestra. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of friends in orchestra and band, and seeing that camaraderie, I always felt a little bit on the outside of it. Yeah. But there's only so much time, and I made the decision I did, so here we are. Are you playing any instruments now as an adult? I've picked up the ukulele here and there. Plum and I both have ukuleles, just cheap ones, and she and I Mm -hmm. like to mess around with them. I feel like I have tried to learn from YouTube, and what I really need is some kind of class. Yes. And there is a library in Birmingham that offers free ukulele lessons. Cool. Which are obviously not happening right now. I think right now they just have a part one and a part two, so it's a group class. And they also have a ukulele library, Sukin check out a ukulele, which is really cool. So I'm hopeful that when things calm down, I can do some of that, Mm -hmm. get a little bit more formal instruction so that it can happen for me. And then also during my yoga teacher training, I got really into playing the harmonium and got a harmonium for Christmas Mm. from my parents. So for people who don't know, a harmonium is a small organ that you pump with your hand and then it has a keyboard like a piano. And it's an instrument that's used in bhakti yoga practice, which is the yoga of devotion, which is a lot of music and chanting. Mm-hmm. And my teacher for my yoga teacher training was a bhakti yogi. She played the harmonium in class. We did a lot of chants. We had kirtan, which is like a gathering where you chant all together and have community and fellowship. And so I have done that on and off as part of my yoga practice through the years. And I'm not doing it as much right now, but I pull it out here and there. It's a very emotional thing. Hmm. A lot. I would just play the harmonium and be chanting and crying. Hmm. It's kind of intense, but that has been a really nice part of my adult musical interests. Mm -hmm. What about you? This is an area where my aspirations come into play. Yeah, totally. I got a guitar at the end of high school. I had mentioned that I wanted to play and my brother got me a guitar for Christmas. So nice. I attempted to learn on my own, but didn't have a lot of success. And then in Austin, I took a class that was an adult ed class through the university and learned some of the basics. Like you were saying with the ukulele, I think I really need that structure of paying for something and wanting to get my money's worth, Uh knowing that I have a lesson coming up and needing to learn things by a deadline, since Mm -hmm. you and I are both very deadline-driven. Yep. 
I had been hoping to do that this fall with E going into kindergarten, both kids being in school full time. I was imagining I would love to learn the basics of ukulele and I'd love to take some piano lessons again because mm-hmm. my childhood piano got moved back here to Bloomington just in this last year. So awesome. I've been having fun playing on it sometimes, but I thought, you know, it might be great just to even take a couple months of lessons, refresh some things, have that accountability. But who knows when that's going to be happening again. So right. at this point, I've watched a few YouTube videos, occasionally mess around on the ukulele and or guitar, and then play old piano songs, basically at the level of when I was in maybe fifth or sixth grade is where I'm at, <laughs> re-piano. But that's also just been really enjoyable to reconnect to that part of myself mm-hmm. because it has felt like such a long time since I've been creating music. and. I'm hoping to bring back more of that. And it's just great to use your brain in a different way. Mm -hmm. My French horn teacher in college reminds me a lot of your piano teacher that you talked about. And Mm. I was not in college to play the French horn. And she was so great at acknowledging that, but then also inviting me into music as this part of myself that really served Mm -hmm. my mental health and my stress level in this really great way. And so it's so awesome to be able to incorporate that. Yes. Before I had that piano teacher, I wouldn't have considered myself musical because I don't see myself as having this natural musical talent Hmm. the way that some friends of mine have. And after being with her, I just feel like, yes, I'm musical. Everyone's musical. It's something that's for everyone. I think it's the same way Elizabeth Gilbert talks about creativity. Oh, yeah. That creativity isn't just for some people. It's for everyone. Mm -hmm. And she really emphasized composing your own songs, you know, doing these things that were outside of my comfort zone and felt like that's not for me. And it's like, no, it is for me. It's for everyone. I love how you're talking about it as an invitation. And that's something I carry with me. Yeah. I think it's so funny because I think this is how we fell on creativity too, that you were like, oh, I'm not a creative person. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I didn't necessarily consider myself musical. I have always felt musical. <laughs> <laughs> I can carry a tune and sing, but like my voice isn't the best or whatever. And mm-hmm. I am by no means especially gifted at any of these instruments mm-hmm. that I've tried, but I do feel like I'm musical and I claim it. And so I'm glad that you got invited into that as well. Me too. How are you incorporating music in your life now, both as an individual and as a family? We do a lot of dance parties with the music on our Echo Dot, which is the Amazon smart speaker. Mm -hmm. Plum is really into requesting the songs that she wants there. (laughs) Love that control. Which often means listening to Mary Had a Little Lamb over and over again. (laughs) Excellent. Since I'm someone who loves songs on repeat, I don't actually mind that much. Mm -hmm. And I think she likes having that agency in her life. Mm -hmm. I also love Pepper's dance moves. They are just the absolute best as he's still in this early (laughs) walker phase. That really brings me a lot of joy. Mm -hmm. I would say Andrew is more into music than I am, and he is often searching out new music. He has a Spotify Mm -hmm. premium subscription that he shares with a friend in North Carolina. So he's often finding new music through there. And I think he incorporates music a lot more into his workday. Like he likes to listen to music while he works, which I cannot do. It's Mm -hmm. I cannot concentrate. So when he finds something he really likes, he'll play it for us, which I really love because that's the exact right dose for me. Mm -hmm. Plus, I feel like I get to 
have this window into this cool music world that I'm not actually part of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because of my spouse's interest. So that's something I'm really thankful for. My main mode of listening on my own is in the car. I love the classical music station and I loved it in North Carolina. And when we first moved here, I didn't think that there was one in Birmingham, but it turned out that our car radio in our old car just didn't pick it up. So when we got the new car, that was this amazing bonus of having a finer tuned radio that we could find the classical station. Nice. I have really been so thankful for that. And I didn't say this earlier, but Classical music and musicals, so more formal live music like that, I do actually really like. Mm -hmm. That would be my preference for incorporating music that someone else is playing in my presence. (laughs) And I am hoping to do more of that once more of that is happening again. Yes. What about music in your life these days? I also use Spotify for my listening, although... I don't find a lot of new music through there. I just enjoy the commercial-free experience of listening to a lot of old favorites. Yeah. I do often choose a song that I like and then say, go to song radio. So I'll often find Mm. new songs that way. But because I'm not really in tune with the current music scene, most of my music is from maybe 10 years ago or (laughs) further back. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I feel fine about that. I... Definitely appreciate someone else doing the work. In my case, Spotify. (laughs) Yeah. I love the idea of having something or someone curating what I'm listening to because I don't care enough to do the research and going through listening to a lot of stuff I don't like. If I'm turning something on, I want to like it right away. Yeah, same. And it helps that I am not a music snob in any way. Same. I will listen to most anything, but I want it to be easy listening slash fun So I like a lot of popular things that people who might have a more cultured taste would turn their nose up at. But if it is enjoyable and fun for me, I'm all about it. (laughs) Me too. We don't usually have music on in the background at our house. Whenever we do, I am reminded how much it improves my mood. I went through a phase last year where I would play music in the mornings as we were getting ready, which really helped with the frustrations that come from trying to get everyone out the door on time. Hmm. I don't know that the kids really loved it or that it changed their mood, but it made me feel calmer and less irritable. So I think that is a win. And I also think that having podcasts in recent years has significantly cut into my music listening time. Hmm. As a kid, I used to go on really long walks to relax and would listen to the radio or a CD on my disc man. Now I'm usually listening to a podcast or an audiobook when I go on a walk. Yeah. And I've actually been trying to change that a little bit as I've been going on so many more walks being home. When I really need to de-stress, listening to music is what does that for me over having more word input. Hmm. So interesting. As for family listening, we don't do a lot. And my kids have asked to turn off music (laughs) when it's playing. Mm. And I wonder if like you were talking about earlier, if that's also a highly sensitive person Mm. thing where... They are not used to having music on in the background, so when it is, it feels like a lot of input, Yeah. where if that had been happening more, I think they'd be more used to it. Maybe, but you saying that you listen to music to relax is definitely not true for me. If I'm Mm. trying to like get us out the door or get breakfast ready or whatever it is that feels like a lot already, if there's music on, I turn it off. I can't handle Mm. it. Because it's too much. That's how I feel about a TV or something. Or talking. 
happening in the background. Yeah, I don't want any input. Not podcasts, not TV, not music, nothing. Interesting. My kids do like to listen to music on road trips. So that's when we've listened to the most kid-friendly and just general music. They particularly love Rafi and Elizabeth Mitchell as favorites. And they also love a good song on repeat, which, as you said, I'm all on board for that. (laughs) When you look to the future with your family and music, what do you envision? I'd love it if my kids played instruments, if that's something they want to do. And I'd also be in full support of choir, musical theater, voice lessons, if they're into it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we will push them on that. But I do think that if they choose to start it, we will have some level of encouraging them to stick with it. Hmm. I think that the benefits of learning an instrument come toward the middle of the learning, that the early time can be kind of rough. Yes. I think that in terms of appreciating making music, there is more of a commitment that maybe needs to be made. We still haven't talked a lot about that, and they're really little, but I would love that. I could totally get into the musical theater kids scene or whatever. (laughs) I can see that. I would also love to go to musicals and concerts as a family. When we were visiting family in Portland just this February, we had an awesome time at a Music Together fundraising concert. And Music Together Mm. is this, I think it's nationwide, but it's music classes for parents and kids. Yes. But you learn all the same songs regardless of where you are in the country. And so that is on offer here. And I might like to to do that as a way to meet people and a way to integrate music into our family more. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking about? and envisioning. I am also wanting to go to musicals and concerts as a family. Mm -hmm. I'm envisioning more of the concerts in the park situation, which we have done in past summers, which is nice because you're there, you can sit further back where it's not quite as loud, the Mm -hmm. kids can move around and come and go, and it feels like the music is there to be enjoyed, but I don't feel trapped the same way that I do in a concert. Yeah, hard agree. We have tried musicals. Neil and I love going to musicals together. And we took both kids to a production of Beauty and the Beast, not last Christmas, but the one before. And they were too young. It's billed as a family musical. And at the time, I guess they would have been six and four. While there were many kids their age, I think for my kids in particular, it was too loud Mm. and just a little bit too much. And I think we'll try that again when they're a little bit older, because I'd love to have that be a tradition that we always go to the holiday musical here. But For now, just Neil and I will go until that feels like a better fit. In terms of instruments, I would love for them to play instruments. I think there's just so much benefit there, but I'm not sure that I would insist that they do. I don't have the energy or desire to enforce practicing on a kid that doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. That feels miserable all around and counterproductive, that if the goal is for them to love and appreciate music, having me nag them about music... (laughs) doesn't seem like the great way to accomplish that. Uh Uh-huh. We did get a guitar for HP at his request and a ukulele for E Christmas a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And they like to mess around on it, but they have no interest in any kind of formal learning at this point. Sometimes I worry that they'll just never want to play if I don't push them into it. But then I also step back and just remember, childhood is not the only time to learn an instrument. Totally. Life is long, and just because you don't do something when you are five doesn't mean that your opportunity is lost. Another family musical time has been Neil will get out his trumpet, 
he played in the band with you in mm-hmm, college. Mm-hmm. And he'll get it out and just play songs for the kids. And he's done that since they were little. And the kids think it's really fun. They like to try and blow on the trumpet while Neil presses the keys. They like to press the keys while Neil blows on the trumpet. And I think that's just a fun way to show them that you can keep coming back to something like that Mm -hmm. and just get it out for fun. Yeah, I often wish that I had an easier instrument to just get out. Trumpet is like Mm. small and feels much easier than French horn to like get out, put it together, Uh do all the stuff. Maybe I should just get a trumpet and play the trumpet instead. It's not that different. (laughs) I also have felt bummed that the French horn is not a good parade instrument. Mm -hmm. Also, when we were in Portland, we went to the Portland Mardi Gras parade Mm -hmm. and there was this amazing New Orleans style band there. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, French horn is not an instrument that you play here. I was like, maybe I should get a sousaphone, which is, you know, the tuba <laughs> that uh-huh. you wear. I actually looked it up to see how much it would cost. They're quite expensive to to get on a whim. Uh-huh. <laughs> and same with violin. A fiddle or something that you can like play around the fire mm-hmm. sounds really awesome to me. That is a big aspiration. But Who knows which of these dreams will come true? (laughs) So many options. We've made clear that we both love to listen to songs on repeat. Do you have any particular favorites that you've been listening to over and over? Right now for us, it's Call Me Maybe with the kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's their most favorite. Brings out Pepper's best dance moves. (laughs) (laughs) And then for me, it's Dear Theodosia from Hamilton. Mm -hmm. That one makes me cry. And so if I'm in need of emotional release, I'll just put Mm -hmm. it on repeat and let the tears flow. (laughs) Love it. I love a good cry. What about you? Some of my past favorites have been Hey There, Delilah by the Plain White Tees. Same. Neil and I both love that one. And as a kid, it was Stand By Me by Benny King. My sister used to be so annoyed with how often (laughs) I would play the song. I feel like you and I played that on repeat on some Frisbee trips. Mm, That sounds familiar. And Lean On Me. I think we did that for two hours going into Dallas once. (laughs) You're welcome, everybody else in the car with us. (laughs) Currently, I am loving The Man by Taylor Swift when Mm. I want to channel my rage at the patriarchy, which is often... (laughs) And for Lighter Fair, I've been listening to You and I by Ingrid Michaelson. Oh, I really love Ingrid Michaelson. Me too. We both really enjoy musicals. Do you have any favorites to listen to? I love Into the Woods so much. I have been in that musical twice, and there's something about being in it that really integrates the music into your body. (laughs) And that you have so many memories, I'm sure, attached to every song and the people that it's not just the listening experience, but also the whole production. Absolutely. So I love that one, listening, singing along, watching the movie, super into it. And then Hamilton is a super favorite, Mm -hmm. as I have mentioned many a time. What about you? Lately, I've been listening to The Last Five Years, Mm. which was a favorite from years ago that I think you introduced me to. Yes, probably because I also love that one. (laughs) And I've never seen it, but I've just listened to the music. There is a film with Anna Kendrick if you wanted to watch it. Mm, I might do that. I've also been enjoying listening to Dear Evan Hansen Mm -hmm. and, of course, Wicked, which is a perennial favorite. I also really love to turn on the show tunes Spotify channel Mm. and just getting a mix of various musicals that Mm -hmm. I might not have heard of or haven't thought about in a long time. Though 
I will say the musical listening experience is always best when you know all the words. Mm-hmm. So once I find something I like, then I do a deeper dive into listening repeatedly and or listening to the whole production of whatever it comes from. That's awesome. That ends our discussion for today about music, but we would love to hear from listeners about what playing music was like for you as a kid, what kind of music you're incorporating into your life now, and if there are any songs you know that we should be listening to on repeat. Now let's share something that we've been eating lately. I made Alton Brown's French onion dip, which I previewed a couple of pods ago that had been on my list, Mm -hmm. and you sent me the YouTube video of him, which is also just hilarious and lovely, Mm -hmm. and made it yesterday. It is a lot of onions. I had to transfer up to a bigger pot to accommodate (laughs) all of the onions. Yeah, you had them in the soup pot. (laughs) Yes. I thought that it would fit in my regular saucepan. Incorrect. And I will say it took a very long time to cook down the onions. It was not as fast as it appeared to be in the video. Mm. He would say things like, 10 minutes later... And mine looked nothing like that 10 minutes later. Mm. I think I cooked my onions for a total of two and a half hours to get it down to the level that he had them. Yes. I feel like caramelizing onions always take significantly longer than people on the internet say it will. Yes. So (laughs) what can you do? You caramelize all those onions down and then add that onion concentrate to sour cream and mayonnaise with a little bit of garlic powder. Mix it up. I tried it yesterday right after I made it, and it was good, but things like that are always better when they sit for a while to absorb all the flavors. Yep. So I'm going to be trying that out later today. I thought that I would have some for breakfast to be able to give an update on the podcast, but I wasn't feeling the French onion dip for breakfast this morning, so have to hold off on that. My one comment from what I tried yesterday was... Having the mayonnaise, it felt a little mayonnaise-y to me. I think that if it turns out that once the flavor's all mixed together, I will make it again as directed. But the concentrate, you actually get enough to make two or three batches of Mm, the French onion dip from it, which was nice because it's a lot of work (laughs) to caramelize them down. (laughs) Hours. Yes. And so I might try using a higher ratio of sour cream to mayonnaise in the next batch and see how that compares. Nice. What have you been eating? I want to share about some banana cupcakes, Hmm. which are really similar to banana bread, but do have more of a cakey texture or a little bit lighter. Okay. I have made these multiple times. I feel like they're really great for baby showers, (laughs) Hmm. but we were wanting something different than our typical banana bread and so made them the other day. And we like them with cream cheese frosting. The recipe that we're sharing, which is from the Neelys on the Food Network, recommends the molasses frosting, which I bet is also good, but just not something that I wanted in lieu of cream cheese. I always choose cream cheese frosting. Cream cheese frosting forever. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find more details about everything we've talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or you can email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. I maybe just should say that again because I'm pretty sure that was all ups because that all right? Yep.
All right. I guess we answered the next question. I thought I'd forgot to talk about it. But. We're so good. We're so good. We're just flowing just like water. through. <laughs> Coming to present day, how are you currently incorporating? Just wait for the running to stop for a minute. The running, the screaming. <laughs> so much, so much.